Uh, I just want to state up top for anyone listening that if you want to watch a show about a war at home, you should instead watch Ken Burns' Civil War. Welcome to Bottom Welcome Up. To bottom <laughs> Welcome to Bottle Episodes. I'm David Piccolomini. I'm Daniel Crow. And this week we're joined by guest Kevin Froelich. Hi, everybody. Hey, Kevin. Uh, this Just, week- well, for everyone oh. who's not aware of okay. the format of the show, <laughs> as every week we get thousands of new listeners. Mm. Well, get ready to turn that into millions with All right. the All big right. KF on, on the pod. <laughs> the basic idea is we watch uh, a poorly rated show. And we watch the pilot episode for a baseline, and then we watch the highest rated episode to see if it ever got good. And today is the war at home. Yeah, Michael Rappaport's uh, star vehicle. <laughs> I don't want to say star making. I think he was Not already star making. He was, I think he's, he really just stayed the course that Michael Rappaport was, <laughs> which was to be old man bill burr when he was like young man bill burr age it's really amazing to see he has been a crotchety old man the entire 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 time time. yeah yeah in the 90s even yes yeah he's been like every boomer dad in the early 2000s if this show was a person when it would stand up it would it would slap its legs and go welp (laughs) that's the sort of person it would be it would make a noise when it sat down yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jesus Christ. Michael Rappaport's for when you want a, a young guy to act like an old guy, but also act a little black. Do you a need... Little, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Do you need an angry Mike O'Malley? Do I have the guy for <laughs> yeah. you? Uh, Mike O'Malley, the pride of the University of New Hampshire, where I, I went to school. So. I love Mike O'Malley. He's great. Unironically. Well, I'll give you your moment to plug your favorite show. Survivor's Remorse. You've never heard of it. No, I have not. It's written by Mike O'Malley. It's about LeBron James's life. <laughs> what is it? What? <laughs> yep the the host of guts michael valley yeah. frog guy of uh fucking yeah the that's good right. place yeah, the good place he likes uh, frogs he loves frogs and he's the, the, the dopey husband on uh yes dear oh yeah exactly is... that guy wrote a cathartic beautiful like full of pathos funny show yeah. he's a good he is a good actor he, i've seen some of his stars like, he's so done, you, you he's done what, a few like independent films and they would always screen them at my college because i also went to university <laughs> of new hampshire it's like hometown hero michael malley writes the thing and they were always like these like really well written dramas and very low budget because they're like that's just the guy from guts but it's like yeah he's he's very talented speaking of him being a good actor he probably could have played the lead role better than michael rapaport i think now if we're if we're going to go into the section on what would make this show better yeah michael malley instead of michael <laughs> would be Immediate. a huge upgrade and replace vicky even though i i do like that actress in that role like that is exactly who sitcom wife should be and but yeah get mo from global guts get get mo <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like throw that in really reunion reunion okay yeah. have all the, one of the kids, kids be played by former contestants people who got the crag that's who gets cast <laughs> one of those one of those guys was a backstreet boy later on really what yeah on like an early episode of guts. oh oh and guts really okay yeah he became a back howie d yeah. i don't remember which backstreet boy <laughs> I but thought one you of them was this on show, and I was like, how in time? No, but the son yeah. that they're like, is he gay? He was on all that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he was. And I yeah. was like, why do I remember this kid? And yeah, he was like on that second cast of oh, all yeah. of that, like after the- And then his, and his friend was in some stuff. I just can't remember what, though. You mean his friend Rami Malek? Yeah, Rami Who Malik. I stopped <laughs> the episode cold and was like, oh my God. Because also, this is- 
All right. So this is from 2005. I watched it on on YouTube and it was a little grainy because it was clearly like a low res transfer from either, you know, VHS. a VHS or a DVD that somebody had made or something. Yeah. But like, and I, I was like casting it to my bigger TV. So it was very grainy. And I was like, hope, but there's no missing that Rami Malik jawline and that creepy accent. eyes then yeah. the yeah that that accent the and way even the way he talks specific. is, is walking esque yeah. almost you can In, know it's him to say that yeah. that character is offensive to the lgbt community would really undermine how offensive his portrayal of freddie mercury <laughs> okay <was>. well <laughs> can i make a couple points here about the offensiveness of how gay people are treated in this show please because we're gonna have to talk about wait, it. wait when you we... search the war at home on youtube there are several videos with millions upon millions of views that are just Rami Malek being a gay icon in the war at home. One of them is two hours long. (laughs) And all the comments are just like, yes, slay Rami. You want to know something crazy that I learned? Is Uh, this about the creator of the show? Because he's an openly gay man. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. That's great. So that's Uh, why it's so weird how gay people are portrayed in this. That is interesting. Um, No, the thing I was going to bring up is that uh, and this doesn't well i guess it kind of comes into play for the second episode and i know i'm derailing the yeah. whole format here but uh <laughs> I and i guess we'll talk about it when we get to the second episode but obviously kenny is now living with the family with michael rapaport's family in the second season is he kenny is rami malik Ken- kenny is rami no, no, I yeah but is yeah. he no they allude to that in the episode oh, okay watch. yeah so he lives he lives in there and I-, I also need to admit that after watching the two episodes that i was supposed to watch i went down a rabbit hole and watched like five other ones <laughs> including one that i'll talk about at the end because i don't want to derail us entirely and but yeah so kenny lives with them because he comes out to his very like conservative muslim parents and they kick him out of the house and then moves in but the way it's treated for 2005 2006 whenever that episode happened to come out the way it's treated won the show a glad award like a <laughs> wow like, and like an award for how they portray lgbt folks on television which is crazy because you know what happened in season one the opposite and it was panned for being like too offensive yeah and that- too like wow you really did an all in the family married with children without any of the things that made that <laughs> acceptable by 80s and 70s standards yeah, is, you need is- a mike o'malley to give emotional yes. depth yes to yeah. be like oh this is a guy i yeah. understand as opposed to what a weird caricature and yes. it is interesting you bring up that it was panned because the reviews that i could find were terrible i think it was like 26 on Rotten Tomatoes. Something like that, yeah. But if you go on IMDb, it has 7.5. People genuinely yeah. that watched it liked the show. Yeah, yeah. And but the I, audience meter is like 80%. But like, I think the people that watched it were... Uh, I think there was a disconnect between the guy who created it and the people that watched it. Yeah. I think he might have been trying to make fun of Michael Rappaport's character. And yeah. they were just like, that's me. Yeah, well, it that, kind happens, of, that happens. That happens. All in the family, famously, like everybody watched Mate. it because people were either like, "Ah, we're making fun of uh, Archie Bunker," or people are like, "Ah, this guy gets it. Archie Bunker is me. He's and saying what I think." Yeah, it it's the same with like Blazing Saddles when like people even, who were pieces oh, of shit will be like, "Oh, stuff. this guy gets to say it. I get to say it." It didn't even occur to me that it was meant to be. He was meant to be the joke until I learned that the creator was gay. He doesn't do a good job. Of getting it across. No, no, it is. Dare it, I say, with that in mind, the show may be offensive to straight people. Oh, I was. <laughs> I wow. Can I just say, if you're wondering who watched this show, I used to watch this show every week because it was on. It was part of like the Fox Sunday night lineup. Yeah. So I would watch it before like The Simpsons and King of the Hill came on. It was like the live action show before that animation domination section of. So like I watched it probably 
from the beginning, which, by the way, if you didn't know, now you know, the pilot aired September 11th, 2005. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, something to bump up in the power rankings of worst September 11th yeah. in American yeah, yeah, yeah. history. Well, you have to bring the country together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I think Just we a probably, moment of silence. A moment of silence. And then, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Michael Rappaport. <laughs> we should probably explain what the show is for anyone yeah, unaware. Yeah. Okay. So, The War at Home is a show about Michael Rappaport and Anita Barone as uh, Vicky and Dave Gold, who are their parents to teenagers. Uh, one who's kind of gay, but just might be weird. He outright is not gay. His just yeah. best friend is gay. He doesn't know what he so they doing think, yet. Yeah. No, he does that whole it, cut- no, it's established. Yeah, he does that whole cutaway where he's like, ladies, call me. Ladies, call me. Oh, yeah. He's going to find out he's bisexual. That's... That was 2005. That wasn't invented until 2014. Just because so you're just because you're hoping to cash in on your fan fiction about him <laughs> doesn't mean it's inevitable. Ooh, you really are all that, Larry Gold. Uh, okay, and then Hillary Gold, who's an angsty teenager, yep. teenage girl of the form, and uh, Mike Gold, the weird young kid. Not even that weird. Not even just that wants weird. a PlayStation. Well, yeah, this the 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 next episode is he gets a little weirder. He I, gets yeah, weirder that is by his the arc end. in the first one is trying to get a PlayStation. I did a cursory glance of that guy's Wikipedia. He's in his thirties now, and it looks like he co-hosts a podcast with Michael Rappaport. Oh, so incredible! So that means Michael Rappaport in two thousand five uh, befriended a twelve-year-old. Wow, <laughs> and has kept in Where's, contact. That's the sequel to May December. <laughs> nobody asked for. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Mike, he co-hosts a podcast with them. Yeah. yeah. Guess, is it also about the war at home? I don't know, but it gets more listeners than this. So I'm not going to go criticizing the more mean, successful podcast. Michael Rappaport definitely has a Google alert for war at home. So oh, he's yeah. going to find out about this. We're going to get that. Michael Rappaport. That Rappaport bump. Out of everyone uh, that we've talked about, I feel like Michael, Ra- Michael Rappaport would be the one to listen. No, Steven Seagal. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, no, Dean Collins also in one episode of Community, probably one of their worst episodes. <laughs> it's the one with teenagers from the first season where they just kind of go to do at each other for like uh, seven seasons. Who is this podcast for? Uh, <laughs> Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport. <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> Loved you and big fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is good at He's that. He's the Eagles fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so the war at home, the first episode is they just they come out strong I think they just go about basically it's a dad who's like i don't understand the kids yeah. today used to be easier back in my dad's day in my dad's back day, when all in the family was on the yeah. air discussing this exact same issue the <laughs> opening is yeah he's just like ah when my dad had a problem what did he do oh yeah he drank and then he drinks scotch but li- the opening is literally him getting furious at mary tyler moore and oh, women's yeah. liberation <laughs> like that is the cold open is it breaks the fourth wall that's like a trope of the show is that mostly Michael Rappaport, but other characters will have like inner monologues where they're just in like a blank white room. Yeah, it's monologue. Titus was does that Titus that did that? Ti- I feel like Titus might have done it. Yeah. I don't. It's been forever since or I've seen everybody that show. hates Chris. Would yeah. have that that kind well, of like, like it's TV. almost like a Wonder Years type of thing. Reality <laughs> like, TV had just come out and like been as big as it is. So people were yeah. aping that form to do the talk to camera. Yeah, thing. the the confession type yeah. of thing. Yeah, so that's a good just, point. Yeah. But these are not like confessions to camera. These are almost Shakespearean monologues. Yeah. <laughs> they walk around the room waving their hands around. Yeah. If and when I develop the war at home into a stage musical, it will just be 
everyone freezes in Tableau and one character then <laughs> speaks, soliloquizes yeah. uh, about, I don't know, how much they hate their wife or whatever. Okay, so someone, uh, I mean, listen, you say that that did kind of happen to Riverdale, uh, where <laughs> someone loved Archie so much that they made a weird staged reading of, or a stage yeah. play of it that was so weird yeah. that they got it canceled, they, like, the Archie comics got it canceled. That man ended up directing the ser- show, running the series. Whoa, that's because amazing. he loved Archie. That he's the only yeah. guy that loved Archie that much. Wow, I don't love this show that much. So if that happened to me, it would be a prison of my own making. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, a, what a CW reboot of War at Home. The the only way it would ever end up like rebooted is if Rami Malek has some weird soft spot for it being the first thing he was in. Oh my God! If and Rami he, Mal, if it's Rami Malek's family, and now yeah. he's the prejudiced father by 2023 standards (laughs) would watch that all right Uh, it's just a gay man who doesn't understand trans issues yeah i don't yeah he's one of those yeah the the what what's the the group that was at like the comic strip and is like a shitty like right-wing group but it's all like oh it's it's lg it's lgb members who are very against groomers that's what it is yes that's what it is oh yeah what Um, a weird but, uh, group of hate. Yeah. I, I don't think Rami Malek ever would try to reboot it because you can tell no. a big difference in his demeanor in the first and second season. Yes. Because in between, uh, he does Night at the Museum. <laughs> wow. So that, he's Yeah. I remember seeing Night at the Museum like in theaters. Yeah. And he just had such a distinctive look that every time I saw him pop up from then, I was like, I know that guy. That's the Pharaoh from Night at the Museum. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, in a way, it made him a known actor. Casting him as the Pharaoh in Night in the Museum, somehow more offensive than his casting in War at Home. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually Egyptian. No, he is Egyptian. Oh, Egyptian. Yeah, he is Egyptian. Okay. But wow. why couldn't he be Teddy Roosevelt, huh? <laughs> Open your because minds. Robin Williams was available <laughs> and a bigger star and you need to sell some tickets. Well, why couldn't Robin Williams be the Pharaoh? Well, that would be. I think we've come circled back to the issue that you had initially. Kevin, is this an episode of the War at Home you're writing? I think so. <laughs> Kenny gets cast in a Ben Stiller film. It's a colorblind. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I thought this was. Pro- I've become so progressive. I come all the way around. I, yeah. I, I like a colorblind version of the War at Home, where because yeah. a big part of this first episode is that he's mad that his daughter's dating a black guy. Oh my! But god. just imagine a colorblind version where that actor is Asian, but they keep calling him black the whole episode. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so the episode opens with Michael Rapaport being furious that women get to work now. Because yep. in his day, he was like, ah, dad worked, mom stayed home, and now everybody works and nobody's in charge. What, what are we now I'm to do? mad at Mary Tyler he's Moore. mad at Mary Tyler Moore for being the first career woman and gave women all these ideas about how they could do more with their life. And Mary, Mary Tyler Moore has been brought up in a shocking number of episodes of this really? podcast. Yeah, that's how We've good never, her sitcom was, yeah. is that it pissed off a whole generation of future <laughs> Or just sitcoms. like an actor from her show isn't a thing, or some writers. Her and Carol Burnett keep getting brought up in these episodes yeah. through no fault of their own. It's just weird no. how often they get brought up. Yeah. Do they, they probably have bad shows we could cover. Well, you know. All right. We've already brought them up enough. Yeah. <laughs> so... Then, uh, I mean, the whole crux, the main crux of the first episode is she wants to date this guy. An older man. A freshman in college. She's 16? A freshman, sophomore, whatever in college? She's trying to fuck a 19-year-old. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is creepy the other way, I guess. I mean, age-wise, it's like, all right, I guess that's not that But there is something about about the, the, the college person who's like... 
Yeah. Third, like it's one thing it's like oh they were dating in high school now one's a couple years older like but that but different if you're just like hey i'm gonna take the weekend off from college to go <laughs> cruise around this long island high school <laughs> yeah absolutely uh so she's uh let's be honest he's probably is he in college wait he is in college never mind he's in college yeah he's, they, he's a college freshman they're like yeah because that like, so he might be lying the episode, about that no the op- well, yeah the uh, the episode opens with larry and hillary fighting with each other and the parents are hiding out smoking cigarettes in the garage to hide from their children because it's really funny when parents hate their kids uh that was a trope in the 2000s <laughs> yeah there's actually a weird dynamic shared between the first episode and the other episode we watched because in the first episode michael rapaport finds his wife in the garage smoking cigarettes and he's like yeah. you need to quit that's bad and then the other episode we watched from the second season he's smoking weed his wife's like you need to quit that's yeah. bad i feel like there's no internal consistency <laughs> no, with this no, show no there is a solid joke where she's like oh you're gonna make me quit cigarettes what about that porn you keep in your sock drawer and then her little cutaway joke and she's like i don't mind the porn honestly it's one less thing i have to do around the house and i'm like solid solid joke solid joke <laughs> they hate each other they hate each other and that's like a really you know a, a fun pg rated way of her saying go fuck yourself i <laughs> yeah. guess so. she doesn't have to i'm tired of giving hand jobs right yeah yeah, yeah. that's I what the show should have been called <laughs> yeah <laughs> the war in hand jobs yeah um but yeah they're fighting and the, and then they like kind of tattle on each other and, and like she's making fun of larry and then he's like well hillary's about to go on a date with a senior and she's like he's not a senior uh he's a freshman in college and and that's the, the backtrack fight. there and it's like he has his own car and then and and michael rapaport establishes that his only rule for dating his daughter is if she sees your penis he'll cut it off so yep real just classic rapaport. classic dad also actively hoping that his son who he immediately his the first scene we see of larry is him snapping his fingers along to west side story and he's just like he's like ah gay son uh-oh oh i wish that he would fuck a college freshman in a car <laughs> like it's that that kind of vibe perfect double standard yeah yeah but anyway his loving musicals is never brought up again sure isn't sure isn't it's just to his it's shorthand for then there's like a weird like like 2000s indie rock cover of i feel pretty that keeps playing like, oh because yeah. he's dressing he's, in drag he's dressing in yeah he's, but he's, that's all part of a plan yeah to pretend to be his mom so he can drive a car yes to get girls to impress girls but he left right just drive the car. Just steal the car. Just but, steal you know, the car. Well, his plan was, I'm going to put a blonde wig on and then, you know, put fake boobs under my mom's blouse. And then if anyone sees me driving a car when I'm underage and don't have a license, they'll just assume that's that's his mom, Vicky, driving. Flawless plan. But then he forgets. Ah, he forgets to take it off. And then the girls make fun of him and he doesn't become a well-oiled sex machine. Uh, I just think was that, also that was the solid, phrase he used, right? Yes, a well-oiled sex machine. And then Rami Malek uh, throws in a, a prison rape joke with, uh, or you get arrested for stealing your mom's car and go to prison and then become a well-oiled sex machine. I was like, woo, what? 2000s <laughs> prison rape. I'm imagining Rami Malek on Inside the Actor's Studio and, <laughs> and James Lipton just being like, what would you consider the highlight of your career? He was like, well, there was this prison rape joke I did in yeah. 2005. We've met Rami Malek, but can we meet... Kenny from the war. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, uh, yeah, that's the whole. But they tease that out the entire episode. The whole episode is the parents are horrified that their son is gay, and that Vicky's a little better about it, but marginally Not so, and really. really only by the standards of like the early two thousands and like knowing what I know, friends of mine who 
were in the closet in high school. Like it was like the if it was that Seinfeldy thing. We're like, not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. But it's like the tone is like clearly there's something wrong with it. And then Michael Rapaport's character is very much just like, ah, like at one point. You he's love just tits. Like, yeah, he's or yeah. Oh, at one point Michael Rapaport is like, ah, so how's it going with the girls? Hey, that Lindsay Lohan's got some big old gazongas, huh? Which is I unfair. It up. It's unfair to his daughter, because Lindsay Lohan would have been like nineteen. I I did look it up. I was like, oh my God, please tell me that Lindsay Lohan wasn't <laughs> like fifty like please tell me this wasn't parent trap era, which I know was like nineties, but yeah, she had like barely turned eighteen, so you could tell that uh, the writer was just like, uh, "All right, we can legally do it. It's still gross, but it yeah." Is and funny he, said, he even says like, uh, "He's like, ah, oh, I see still my son and or daughter." And there's like, very transphobic, <laughs> uh, yeah, out very just outdated like everything. He talks to the his coworker and is just like, "Oh, you have a gay son, right?" And they're just like. The coworker, by the way, played by the guy from Heavyweights, the counselor from Heavyweights, and the Tom McGowan, ta- Tom McGowan, and the the uh, tabloid journalist from the Birdcage, who's following oh, around yeah. Gene Hackman. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's that guy. And he's just like, yeah, you know, it's rough having a gay son. I tried to send him to one of those gay straight conversion places, but now he's dating a doctor he met at the like conversion place. And it's like, God, like, and it's weird knowing like that the tone was supposed to be satire it's played for i don't even know if it's sat like well but it's like that like i get the joke they're going for sure but i can't tell if it's satirizing guys who talk like this or if it's satirizing like ah you believe that all these all these kids these days (laughs) and that's i mean there's also i think it's part of the problem is there's also like gay misogyny is very weird yeah yes and so a lot of the way it's written about women is just like mean so yeah. it's hard to tell if that is the same vein as the homophobia. You know what's weird? Sure, yeah. Michael Rapport looks pretty much the same today as he did during this show. Yeah. Which means he aged well, but the show didn't. <laughs> <laughs> good, good for Michael. You know what they say about gingers? Boy, can they linger. Uh, once, <laughs> You know, like, I don't know. I've never heard that. No, yeah, I just made it up now. Oh, it's okay. good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I just, it's it not, took me a second. Great. But yeah. Uh, so then, the but the main meat of the story is Hillary Gold. Uh, since she can't date a college guy, she'll date a black high schooler. Oh God! And the way Things this is booty for laughs, Boutte. Yeah. Boutte, yeah. Played by Little Fizz. Yeah, Little Fizz. Yep. I didn't know there were two Academy Award winners in this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She can't date the college guy, so she's like, "Oh, mom, dad, sorry about that, but I there's a guy from my class, my my age, that I want you to meet. I like him." And then. Isn't it funny? She brings in a black guy and he's got a do-rag and a gold chain and baggy pants. And they are horrified in a way that is uh, not okay. Um, When that guy came in, because that's what I expected the joke to be. Oh, really? But when he came in the room, I was just watching this alone and I went, yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I expected the joke to be. Yeah. And then uh, and then the whole joke is that she's basically like bribing this guy to drive her parents crazy. And the mom is caught wise right away because uh, she's like, oh, I did this, too. And like when I when I dated a black guy, like I did the same thing to my mom. And then Michael Rappaport freaks out that his wife has also slept with a black guy. Yeah. Not only a black guy, but a few. And that's a crux of a couple of scenes there, (laughs) uh, including the tag at the end when Tay's father shows up and he's just like, did you sleep with him, too? And it's uh. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's wild how they how they play it. Um, 
And then they try to do that. I, I was surprised they even threw this in. But then uh, you find out that Hillary's been doing Tay's homework to bribe him for this. And the dad is like, he had an A average and now he's getting B's because your daughter is doing stupid. And it's like, it's oh, been like two weeks. How did that happen? So I know. Quick? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How much homework are they getting? Where I could bring down the average. That Actually, way. wait, I'm just now realizing something because <laughs> so she brings Boutte home mm-hmm. and then we get a montage of them hanging out, which implies some time passes. Yeah, but at the start of the episode, we see the son trying out dressing as his mom. Yeah, like, oh, it's, it's a long start, con. It's the, the start of his plan. He's Shawshank Redemption <laughs> yes. in this costume because <laughs> there's the montage, and then he does that plan. Yeah, he's been planning this for months. Yes, yeah, a way very too long. Simple well, he knows plan. there's a girl. I think her name's Diana. He says we never see her, and they never they really do a, a tell don't show with that the the payoff of the the drag uh scene but yeah he is putting together a costume and he's going to drive to this girl's house and and then gets there and presumably it doesn't go well and then you just see the car pull out with him and Remy Malik and then cross wipe and they come back and he's just like I can't believe you messed that up and then it's insane that's the whole plan yeah. they didn't bring he just spent so much time getting dressed like that yeah and months then the, he spent months yeah and then the joke after that is uh Remy Malik's character asks him if he wants to come over and listen to the new Kelly Clarkson and Larry says, ah, you're so gay sometimes. And then Remy Malik gets a little soliloquy part. And he's like, oh, he's just joking. He doesn't know, right? And then that is the... The big I can't reveal. Imagine, I can't imagine that this was a live studio audience. Like, it's clearly canned laughter, but just the way it's shot. Like, it is Even a if they tried to film with a live studio audience, they would have all killed themselves in the yeah, middle of the that's, that's true, <laughs> yeah. Jesus but Christ. they, just like, the amount of, like, hallway shots or outdoor shots, like, oh, they couldn't have done... Like, it's clearly studio mostly, but I'm like, I don't know if they... So it's all just like, ah, and then we put the laughter in here because now it's funny that Remy Malik's a closeted teenager. Knowing yeah. that the creator is an openly gay man, he should yeah. have had a better reference than Kelly Clarkson there. True. Yeah. Although 2005. Yeah, that's like I first season. Know. That's like first season. Uh, I never thought of American her as having Idol, a large gay audience. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I imagine mostly minivan moms listening to Kelly Both. Clarkson. I mean, you know, if you're if you're shopping for one, you're shopping for the other. So <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone Beyonce. At that point, though, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Crazy in love? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Great. That would have right. also worked. That would have. That would have also fixed this episode. <laughs> that was the one thing that was missing. Now that you've. Now that we've added. It's Beyonce, a good show now. Yeah. It's. I like it now. And then classic sitcom fashion. There is a C plot with Mike. Mike, the youngest brother, who just wants a PlayStation. He goes to his quote, friends. The new place. The new PlayStation. Which was that? Was that the the two or was that I the think, three at that point? I think the three hadn't quite come out yeah, yet. Yeah, I was trying to remember. I remember Maybe everybody the had the was, two. It was like a year away. Okay, this was this was high school. They didn't want it to me, age. So. So they the just said the play- new place. It's oh, a PlayStation yeah. Five. They now. knew it was going to yeah. run in, in syndication forever. Yeah. yeah, but Mike Mike goes to his friend's house, even though he's boring. But also they throw in a thing where it's like, oh, but Seth's mom. I think his name's Seth. He says, but oh, he's like my her mom, his mom just got a boob job, and Michael Rapaport's like, oh, tell me when you need a ride home. I, I, I want to get him. <laughs> call get back, a look at these. Call back to a past episode, but I choose to believe that that is the same Seth from I Live with Models. Oh, wow. Ooh. That was an episode we did, and there was yeah. a character named Seth who would just keep asking. Like, he would go up to him and be like, Hey, do you want to try? Do you want to overdose on Crystal Seth? He would do jokes <laughs> like that. Wow. We're not really sure how he got to become friends with the models. No, no. it's unclear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Mikey <laughs> sees Larry get out of the car in his get up, and then 
in, and then uses it to blackmail some. I don't know what his plan was actually. I don't know if he thought like, oh, if I out if I out my gay brother, I will get a PlayStation as a reward. I don't exactly know what the plan was. Oh no, he he, he gets like a mischievous little grin and is like, hey, oh, the plan was. Because he knew his dad would want to know, and he could get... He's like, I've got a secret oh, oh, that you're okay. going to want. Because he knows his dad is a, a bigot, and yeah. he'll really go to town with this with this goss. <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay, wow. And so he's going <laughs> to... I see why those are the two that have a podcast together now. <laughs> <laughs> My brother's going to get abused, but yeah. I'll get a PlayStation out of yeah. this that will drown out the screams. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what games he was into. Mm. Probably Twisted Metal. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just uh, Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. 3, I guess, with that. San and, wh- which one's 3? I have no it's idea. It's Grand Theft Auto 3. And then Vice City. I think San Andreas and then Vice City, but maybe it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah, you're losing me. Yeah, I, I didn't play a lot of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> no, I didn't play a lot of video games in general. So. Oh, I had to quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carpal Tunnel. Uh, basic, no, sports I just, injury. Yeah, yeah, sports injury. <laughs> No, there was a guy. There was a guy who had to sit out the World Series, I think, because he injured his hand playing Guitar Hero. Oh wow! Oh, incredible! Yeah, wow. The Detroit Tigers. Yeah. yeah. So well, it, you it's can't the worst get a thing sports that happened industry. in Detroit. Yeah, you can't get a sports industry uh, injury doing uh, video games. So. Yeah, yeah. How does Michael Rappaport get so much work? Does he still? Well, yeah. He, has well, he been in stuff recently? Life uh, and Beth. TikTok. It's big on TikTok. TikTok. Okay. The, okay. It was recently on an episode of The Simpsons. I remember he was in oh. Only Murders in the Building, really? Atypical. Yeah. yeah. The, the, oh. thing, the thing is, Michael Rappaport, when he comes in and I does think it's the Michael he's available. Like, yeah, well, no, he does the Michael Rappaport character, and yeah. you do, those guys exist. Yeah. And you know what they don't become? Actors. Uh, <laughs> Michael Rappaport is the only guy like that. that yeah. He caught when, the brass ring for when, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Who didn't think it was too gay to take acting classes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a million of them, and they're all just like, ah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. So instead, he took acting classes and then starred in a sitcom where he calls people gay for taking acting classes, essentially. <laughs> and he, you know, I, I and the cycle was complete. Yeah. I don't want to make it seem like we're, you know, criticizing Mike Rapport for what he does. I think he can be quite good. Have you seen that Louis episode he's in? Uh, he's, he's very good in that. I don't remember it, no. but I don't know. problematic like, about that episode. No, <laughs> I haven't rewatched Louis in a while. <laughs> he's just like a sad guy with no friends that really yeah. wants to be Louis's friend. And oh, you yeah, really yeah. feel for him. <laughs> um, he's also in uh, this movie, Little Boy. Oh, about uh, a little boy who wants the war to end. The, the war at home. home? <laughs> <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Michael Rappaport. Ah, he's available. So, <laughs> uh, so he wants. Yeah, he wants. It's like World War One or World War Two. Mm-hmm. I think it's World War Two, and he does it by saying he has enough faith to move a mountain. And the spoiler alert: there's an earthquake. Uh oh! But Michael Rappaport plays his dad, who's at war in the entire movie. <laughs> I hope, he, and he's just Michael Rapp. Like he's not doing like forties slang. He's no, just like, ah, what, what, what's going on with this Hitler guy? I'm yeah, like, I, don't, I don't know. My dad, when he went to Germany, he had the Kaiser, and it was fine. And now we got this guy. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm Jewish, so I can say these things. <laughs> uh, speak if we want to talk about the fact that he's Jewish. I do. One joke I do remember seeing was it was the first time I'd ever heard this, and I laughed when George Santos tried to pull the same thing. But they do. Vicky has a line in a different episode where she's like, "Well, I, my husband is Jew-ish, and uh, probably, and I'm sure every Jewish mother has made the same joke yeah. ever." Uh, and and um, 
Yeah, but then when George Santos did, I was like, he's just ripping off Vicky from Ward Home. Big Ward Home fan. Yeah, I mean, he plagiarized uh, everything else, so you might as well, you know. He this only- is, oh man, this is uh, Michael Rappaport's uh, opening sentence on his IMDb. Uh, a true Zionist New Yorker. Oh, wow. Through and through. <laughs> ooh, that'll... Ooh, well, I'll save it for the end, because I know we got to talk about another a whole other episode. Yeah, you know, let's get to... Because, yeah, the episode ends with them being like... Uh, the guy coming in and it ending their... The the little Fizz's dad. Booty's dad Yeah, Booty's dad comes in. They but find then, out they uh-oh. used to fuck. It's implied. She, well, they hang out at a PTA meeting, but uh, at the very least, Vicky is into Omar, Tay's dad. Yeah. Tay's dad. Um, but then, and then Michael Rappaport's character is way too excited that it was a sham relationship. Uh, he's way too excited about yeah. that. Yeah. And, uh, and then you find out that Hillary and Tay uh, have fallen for each other and they're making out upstairs. And then the audience goes, oh my God. Oh, n- like, oh, oh my, yeah. what is, oh, guess who's coming to dinner? Uh-oh. Like, <laughs> He's in eight episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They date. And I watched a couple more from this season, and it is an ongoing thing. There's an episode where it, they basically, Hillary has been uh, going down on, on Lil Fizz, but he has not been reciprocating. And so she's angry the whole time. And then she tells the dad a PG version of this. And then the dad confronts Tay. And he's like, she she told you about that? He's like, yes, we've, we're a very open family here. So if she does something nice for you, damn it, I need you to do something nice for her. And he's like, okay, sir, I'll, I'll let her know that you told me that. And it's a whole joke about... That seems relatively nice. Compared to this first episode where literally every scene you think, well, this can't get any worse. And the next scene would somehow dig deeper yeah. into this... 2000s misogyny homophobia racist like it just ever i was blown away at how many things it checked off the list of like does not hold up well good news it gets worse in the next episode let's talk about it okay zero so, tolerance i think is, is yeah it's, it's called? called zero tolerance and uh i we've watched a lot of shows for this podcast this was the this had a scene that for the first time i had to look away from the screen. Ooh. Really? When the child flirts with the priest. Yes. Yeah. I was oh. viscerally uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. The story and is- I didn't look away from the screen once during Ren and Stimpy's adult party cartoon. <laughs> I had to look away from the screen during this. Yeah. Oh, Christ. man. So, yeah, Larry is suspended from school for having pot. Yep. And Twist. then. Oh, principal played by Martin Mull. Martin Love <laughs> Martin Mull. Just uh, if you think Michael Rappaport is available, <laughs> need I introduce you? Uh, Martin Mull's getting Clue and Jingle all the way residual. Yeah. Still, he doesn't need to work. No, okay. but he loves it. Yeah, yeah. He I, look. He's great. Martin Mull's great, and I'm sorry. The yeah. with Andrea Savage's show, he plays uh, her dad, and he just uh, he gets high. He gets high all the time, and is in like an open relationship. Oh wow, okay. It's really funny. Yeah, he's just yeah. played for uncomfortability. Every yeah. year at Christmas, I make mulled wine, and I always. Call it, call it Martin Muldwine, and I put a picture of him and Jingle all the way next to the punch bowl, and it's a, a great joke for just me. You it, look like that. You look like you do that. Oh, I thought you were going to say, you look like young Martin Mull. Yeah, I kind of do. In, yeah, a, in a, a flashback, I could see it. Yeah. yeah. If I, I could play him, I could play a young Colonel Mustard. Like I think <laughs> I think it, the weird thing is, it just speaks to how old Martin Mull is, that you're playing a young version of him still. Sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, he's the principal and suspends Larry for having a joint. And then is he the principal in Sabrina the Teenage Witch as well? Oh my God! Yeah, is this, he is, is this in a that. crossover. He is in that. Do you think it's the same school? I think so. <laughs> I think Sabrina attended that all boys Catholic school in this episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no! Wait, no. He's the principal he's of the, the principal public of school. regular school. Yeah. They have this a zero be... tolerance policy at the school, but uh, he never mentions the zero tolerance policy against magic. So it could be the same. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, so they, he gets suspended. Michael Rappaport finds out it was his joint. Cause for what, you know, when you just take your dad's jacket by mistake, uh, very and you're a teenager and it's the same size. Yeah. Yeah. You, a 15 year old are or the same size as your middle giant. giant dad. <laughs> Something like that happened. Uh, for my eighth grade graduation, they told, uh, all of us, all the boys that gave us a dress code like, Hey, come in a jacket and they meant a sport coat mm -hmm. a friend of mine didn't really understand and he came in in a leather jacket oh wow and so they had to find just someone in the audience that had a sport coat and he yeah. had to point in an adult sport coat and he walked across stage <laughs> and he lo he just looking like, like david byrne i was gonna yeah. say looking, looking like looking like tom hanks at the end of yeah. Pig when he turns back into a kid <laughs> yeah that's what would have happened to this kid if he had worn Michael Rappaport's jacket yeah, to school. For, oh, yeah, for sure. But somehow he found a joint. And then somehow also, like, somebody, like, I don't know. What do we think happened? You think he found it and then was like, teacher, I found marijuana. I'm like, well, now we have to report you report you for bringing marijuana into school. Yeah, or, how did they find it? Are there dogs? He like, probably, this is probably like, like right before like, drug sniffing dogs were in every high school. So I was wondering that during the episode, but then at the end, when we find out Martin Mull is in uh, Pot Smokers Pot Anonymous, Smokers Anonymous, I figured he's just got a scent for it. Oh, that's yeah, true. He smelled yeah. it. Yeah. You're right. Smelled it out. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he gets suspended. Uh, he immediately rats out his dad. Like I thought there was going to be a as fun he should sure, but I was like, oh, it's going to be a sitcommy thing where like the dad keeps being like, oh, I'll give you you want ice cream or you want to you want to you want a PlayStation now too, and just like I thought that was going to be the thing, and, and but immediately, immediately he goes and he's like, mom, I got suspended because dad had a joint in his pocket, and then she's the the mom gets mad at Dave for for smoking pot because she thought he quit. <laughs> um, and he's like, I just, I just, I just do a little talk every now and then. I, I hate my kids. I hate my wife. What am I supposed to do? Honestly, uh, this this may have been much braver at the time to have him like smoke. Although I guess he learns a lesson at the end. Which he is, learns he has an addiction to marijuana. <laughs> once, once weed was mentioned for the first time in the episode, I started counting down the minutes until Snoop Dogg got referenced, and, and boy, I only oh had to boy. wait about two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the priest is like, what's a little bit of marijuana? He's like, a little, a little. Well, I mean, like, compared to who? Uh, I mean, compared to you? Sure, yeah. Compared to Snoop Doggy Dog? Oh, man, his Just favorite. the thickest Long Island Snoop Doggy Dog? Oh, it is. Speaking of this, it is weird that Michael Rappaport was offended that she had slept with any black people when he... Is just been doing an impression of a black person oh, yeah. for thirty years. If anyone has fucked over the African American community more, it's Michael Rappaport's <laughs> whole vibe. <laughs> yeah, that should have just been played by this whole role should have just been played by a competent black man. Yeah, yeah. It's so then Omar. it's hard to do the. Vicky should have married Omar. That would have made the show. Anthony better. Anderson would have crushed <laughs> this show. And are we there yet? Is he in? Are we there yet? Is that? Isn't a, that Ice Cube? Is it Ice Cube? Is it? There's he a, there's might some, be both. He might be in both. There's like, a family sitcom that's Anthony Anderson. I remember they did art. Is that it? Yeah, it's Blackish. I'm thinking of. Okay. Also, are we there yet? Is is a film? Well, then they made a TV show off of it, and I couldn't. Well, well, looks like we've got something for the pot. Yeah, you're welcome. You're <laughs> I'm welcome. assuming. I'll, yeah, I'll take my finder's fee. That's already on the list. Please. Yeah. Um. 
but yeah, the B plot while while Michael Rapaport is now homeschooling Larry uh, in the month that he's suspended, and then also trying to get him into a Catholic school, which great way to tie together the A and B plots. But the uh, the B plot is Mike and another friend of his who is also Jewish go to some like Catholic youth organization like th- to try to. I think they both go to that school. I went to I went to an all boys Catholic school. There were Jewish kids there. But I but why why would Mike go to if they if they everyone else goes to the public school? I maybe thought they he's were a just scholar go, and has a scholarship. Maybe I thought he was just going to the CYO to pick up hot Catholic girls. That's what, and I'm basing that off of what he explicitly says. But he, he rolls into the priest's office the next day in the middle of school hours, implying he goes there. Well, he was just shooting some hoops. I in think, the court and I, 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 I don't. I'm going to leave the room if we talk about this scene. I really okay. hate it. So, so he's there and he's like, ah, these girls aren't even that hot. And then the other guy's like, well, we tried. I'm Jewish too. I don't know nothing about Catholic girls. Uh, and then he like walks over and the priest is like, oh, hello. You're you're a new kid here. And he's like, oh, hi, I'm Mike. Hello, father. And he's like, it's so nice to meet. Like, he's like a, a, a strong, handsome young man like you and like touches his shoulder. And then Mike's like, this dude's into me. Yeah, Mike immediately thinks that, uh, goes home and asks uh, Remy Malik's character, who at this point is living with the family because... And is now openly gay. His, is now yeah. openly gay. His parents have disowned him because of it, and he now lives with the Golds. And Mikey asks uh, Kenny, he's just like, how do you know if a guy is hitting on you? Great joke. He's like, I'm only a technical gay because he and, hasn't touched anybody. And Robbie anybody. Is, is on the phone with his agent in this. So he's not taking it <laughs> yeah. seriously. He's like, yeah, he's no, fielding- I'll, I'll make Freddie Mercury roll yeah. in his grave. Anything to get out of here. Uh, uh, I will say, Remy Malik, I don't think your performance of Freddie Mercury is bad. I think the script is bad and you did what you had to do to make it work. No shade. But uh, but then some shade, apparently some shade. But uh, well, that movie was just awful. But uh, Mikey then talks to Hillary about it. And she's like, a guy hit on me, an older man. Uh Oh, it was a priest. And then Hillary's like, ah, that he probably was hitting on you. And then instead of telling anybody or or bringing it up to his parents, Mike's big plan is like, well, obviously, I need to seduce the priest and give him another shot at me. <laughs> yeah, I don't really understand what his motive is. Is it to get fucked by a priest? I think he just <laughs> wants to confirm. He wants to confirm that the I priest don't, was hitting on I him. I don't think he would have actually done anything with the priest. He just wanted to make sure he understood what was happening. I don't know, dude. Yeah. But we're subjected to literally like three minutes of a kid bending over in front of a priest going, oops, oops I my shoes untied. Yeah, oh, it's like, God, it is man. a long scene. It is. Yeah, it's it's uh, a bit much. Uh, I'll say it. Not okay. Uh, and then we tie them. <laughs> Ironically, I had to be high to watch this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had to be high to write it, too, probably. So. I just I can't imagine anyone in the writer's room laughing at it. Yeah, I, you know what? I can. Two thousand five. I want to know if you are a writer on this show. Please, well, this, reach out. <laughs> this is a thing that does bug me about this media, but, uh-huh. or like this kind of premise of a joke because it's it's weird. It's one of the few jokes that is about something horrible that went out of style because it got hacky. Yes, because not because people are like this is wrong, but because so many people did it. Yeah, it so many people did the joke, and it was hacky in the eighties. Like married with children was this type of thing, as was all in the family. Yeah, and it's just like it's already been done better. It's not even really 
commentary on like 2005 like it's very it is there is no commentary in 2005 these are just like general issues that existed long before if you want commentary from 2005 about a kid and a parent like the parent doesn't understand a kid there should be an episode where michael rapport has to watch homestar runner and be like (laughs) i don't get it (laughs) wait why are we making fun of this cigarette with special needs (laughs) or whatever (laughs) homestar runner is his a bowling kid. pin that had a head injury. <laughs> His kid's just laughing at it. He doesn't understand it all. Strong bad email. That would be <laughs> such a good episode compared to everything we got. And in my day, we had Howdy Doody. I don't know what to do with these kids anymore, and I hate my wife. Uh, I'm going to go smoke pot on the roof. So oh, he gets locked on a he roof. He gets locked on a roof. Yeah. yeah. Uh, A-plus fake stoned acting from Michael Ravapore of just trying to hold it together talking about the stars. and that's what that's what convinces uh vicky that he need he has a serious drug problem and has to go to pot smokers and uh, anonymous which why is that a thing like that's is that a thing it is a thing i've seen ads on the subway where it's like is marijuana a problem for you call this number for support and uh it's it, yeah it's got to be run by pot dealers that are just looking for clients yeah it's like that breaking bad subplot where jesse's yeah. selling meth to addicts and in recovery yeah um, but he goes and he he goes up and he's like, I don't really have a problem, but my wife says I need to come here. But yeah, sure, I, I get high a little bit. And yeah, I slept on the roof last night. Okay, I might have a problem. I'll see you next week. Which, uh, <laughs> that section, I was like, that's very funny. Watching him in real time be like, okay, I might have a little bit of a problem. I'll see you next week. I <laughs> like, Very funny. I don't, but I like, it's that weird thing of like moralizing around weed. Like it's like, yeah, like the it's only a- reason he's having these problem is, is because it's illegal yes right yeah yeah like uh, if he was just allowed to get high at home yeah <laughs> yeah none uh, of this would have been a problem if his kid had taken his jacket yeah and he had one joint in a pocket and smoked half of it uh because like, he was trying to be a better i actually i did that like was that a, that was a funny there are some funny when the lines aren't when it's not punching down on people there are some zingers in here and yeah i only i should have smoked the whole joint i used to do that but i was trying to be responsible well yeah but that, uh, I'm I like sorry, that. Go. Good. But yeah, I think the important thing to note about that scene though is at the end, Martin Mole is also there. He's like, I am at Pop Smokers Anonymous because I used four to- years clean. And but now that I see that you were telling the truth about your son, I will unsuspend him. That's just how the episode ends. That's how the episode ends. Well, no, the episode ends with the priest coming over and saying, I think your son tried to... Oh, God, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, that is the oh. resolution to the Larry was suspended plot line. Uh yeah which is and then they kind of laugh the way that like recovering alcoholics will be like uh now that i'm recovered i can joke about my rock bottom just that like ah you i you slept on the roof uh yeah i slept on the uh, i slept on the roof and they're like laughing about a thing that would probably be a wake-up call if it wasn't just like i got high and my wife locked me out of the house if the story was I got blackout and woke up on the roof of my house. Like I thought, maybe I have a problem. <laughs> like, that would make sense. That would make more sense than this. You got to- high and the window closed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Does the next episode continue with the plotline of the child flirting with the priest, or do they just no, abandon it? They abandon it's, it's. They very, have how? It's very sitcommy. In think, the uh, real world, yeah. you would the next five seasons would be them going to therapy with uh, that well it kid. got canceled after this season yeah but uh going to court <laughs> yeah. yeah going to court uh yeah the dad's the dad's getting sent to jail for a negligible amount of marijuana and <laughs> yeah and then a documentary comes out 10 years later about his wrongful conviction <laughs> it's weird that this is the top rated episode 
It is. You want to know which... Uh, so is there anything else? Because I really want to bring up another episode of this well, that I, I watched. I, first of all, I think it's top rated because Martin Mole has so many fans. <laughs> I love Martin Mole. Big, I get so excited yeah. anytime I see him. Big Mole heads out yep. there. Oh my um, God. I'm like, I'm, like, uh, I'm like Lucille Bluth. Anytime I see Martin Mole, I yeah. freak the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I lose my mind. I'm so happy to see him. Um, Excellent Gene Parmesan reference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we basically discussed if we think the highest rated episode is an improvement and... Uh, no, I don't think it is at all. It's a lateral move. You think it's lateral? I, I think it's an improvement in that. I don't know if this episode specifically, but I can tell the show got better. I mean, they got a GLAD award uh, for how they handled Kenny coming out. And I, I, they, did, I did watch that episode, and, you know, it's still Michael Rappaport's kind of an asshole about it, but he is like, Kenny comes out to him kind of by accident, and then Michael Rappaport is like, he does it in a stumbling way, but he's like, oh, you know, that's uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. He, and yeah. he gives him like a little pep talk. And, it, you know, for the, your f- son's friend dropping that on you, it's like, you know what? He didn't didn't make fun of him. Or he, I think he probably got a couple gay jokes in. But like, for sure. But it's it is it is sweet. And then Remy Malik's like, I'm going to go tell my parents. Okay? He's like, yeah, imagine how good that'll feel. You told me, go tell your parents. And then his very conservative parents kick him out of the house and he lives also it's not really established but uh remy malik's family lives next door <laughs> they are next door neighbors um, yeah which is which is made clear later um and in an episode that i watched that if you think these episodes of age like milk there is an episode where michael rapaport and kenny's father get into a dispute about the property line and who can plant a bush on what side and the episode is called gaza strip Ooh. And it is, and they really lean into the Israel-Palestine metaphor and who owns the property that they are trying to plant a bush on. And it is very Islamophobic. And the amount of jokes that are like, ah, oh, in my country, uh, my wife can't even look at me. Ah, that sounds great. Oh, that's... Uh, oh, my God. It's a lot of that kind of stuff. And yeah, uh, it is, it is wild. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, yeah, let's let's boost that one up. That's the new top rated that episode. That should be the top rated one it today, now more than ever. <laughs> what we need is Michael Rappaport taking on Israel Palestine. Good lord. It I'm is sure he's talked about watch. it on TikTok or something. Yeah, I'm Maybe. sure he yeah. keeps talking about it. It's Zionist is it is. You want to put in a yeah. clip of Michael Rappaport talking about Israel Palestine on TikTok right here? Okay, guys, if you're enjoying the episode, why don't you pop on over to Spotify, give us a five star review? really helps us out makes us look like there are people listening to this because there are there are a hundred of you it's great we're big fans um anyway so rate review on spotify and while you're on spotify go check out kevin frolix's alternative rock album under uh, good charlemagne goodbye charlemagne it's goodbye charlemagne uh not to be confused with good charlotte don't go don't listen you can listen to good charlotte but i'd like Listen to Goodbye Charlemagne first, and then think if you still want to listen to Good Charlotte after, because I don't think that's going to be the case. Anyway, so go listen to Good Goodbye Charlemagne and his uh, new album, We Have Your Son, Now Please Take Him Back. So go do that. Uh, follow us all on Instagram. I'm at DPIC Comedy. Daniel's at Daniel F. Crow. And Kevin's at Kevin Frolix. Check out my uh, YouTube special, Goblin King. Also, I'm doing a live show in Brooklyn at the Three Diamond Door on January 13th. I want to say it's whatever. It's a it's a Wednesday. I'll look it up later. You'll have more. 
look listen to the next episode. I'll have gotten it right by then. Um, but uh, check out the next episode of the podcast. It's not out yet. Uh, or it is. Time is linear. But yeah, I'm doing a show. It's called Christian Science Theater 3000. We make fun of really bad Christian movies. And we're doing a movie, Assassin 33 AD, which is one of my favorites. It's about uh, Muslims finding out about time travel and trying to use it to go back in time to kill Jesus. It's wild. Anyway, so if you're in New York, that's a very fun show to come check out. Um, and that's it. Okay, back to the episode. Well, that was a lot. Wow, oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, holy boy. shit. Oh, wow. my God. David, I, I can't believe that you were like, he makes some great points. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of great points, uh, what would you do to improve the show? Oh, my God. Besides, re- and actually, we'll just add in, who would you recast the lead with? Well, Mike, Mike O'Malley. I think okay, once we said yeah. that, it's like, oh, my God. like Because he can play like the slubby dad. He's great in Yes, Dear. Uh, but he also has kind eyes, and so and like he would make some jokes making fun of his kids. But I don't think he would be like as mean spirited as Michael Rapaport comes off. I think that would help it. Uh, I thought all the kids were good. I would fire all the writers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what I would do to improve it. And I think the show is missing a great theme song. It just has that graphic yeah. and the sound effect of like the glass breaking as the title falls in. I think it needs a banger theme song. Uh, and that's what would have made it a little bit more memorable than it was. <laughs> yeah, no, it was not. It was not. Uh, the theme song was not good. There was, yeah. Because yeah, it just was. It's just not It's a, like a stinger. Yeah, that, that's That's it. what yeah. they were doing. I feel like that was like mid-2000. It'd just be like. Yeah. yeah, even that would be an improvement. It doesn't. It just kind of. It's the crashing sound as the title crashes. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> Uh, I I think I would improve it by you got they clearly want to do the mockumentary style with the cutaways they have to people saying yeah, the point yeah. so lean fully into it do mm. the whole mockumentary style you might end up accidentally making Modern Family I was gonna say, five yeah. years before Modern Family yeah yeah that would be a good uh, I'm I'm gonna would you recast the lead would you recast uh, uh you would just I don't know slot in the cast of Modern Family yeah. <laughs> Just everybody. Uh, no, Michael Malley. Yeah, yeah Michael uh, Malley's a good one. Okay, here's who I would pick for the lead. Uh, Ron Riacco Lee. Who's that? Uh, he is the lead character in Survivor's Remorse, written by <laughs> Michael Malley. Here we go. Here we go. Let's create the universe. He would be here. great. Yep. Honestly, he is he is incredible in the show. He's also he was uh, the brother in, or not the brother. He was the love interest in uh, oh, wait, wait. Sister Sister. How old is he? Oh yeah. Uh, he was born in 76. Okay, so he... Yeah, he would be able... He would absolutely... I was going to say, if he's if he's younger, he could have played uh, Boutte. Boutte, yeah. Oh, no. I thought Boutte was, was, was well casted. Yeah, Boutte uh, was fine. I haven't seen Boutte anything more. Boutte didn't have a lot to do. He pretty much should have went, hi, I'm Boutte. Yeah. And that was that's it. That's true. Look that's at true. my swagger. Yeah. yeah that okay. Is, that is true. But, he, but I'm saying he didn't do... Uh, I mean, I would, uh, another improvement is get rid of that whole plot line <laughs> uh, and the whole seducing a priest. Most of the plot lines, I would it, scrap those. It is that thing where it's like, we're going for it. And it's like, yeah. but what are you going for? What are you going for? Uh, I don't know. I'm Coming soon to the Daily Wire is the War at Home reboot, I'm sure, where they oh change nothing and this, they just recast it with Ben Shapiro as Michael Rappaport. This show, the hand at job. Yeah. This show is essentially kids say the darndest things, but with dads. <laughs> dads say, say the, the most th- problematic yeah. thing. Uh. Okay. Uh, Kevin, you want to recommend a show for people to check out? Yeah. You know what? I was trying to think of a, a better show to watch than this that is 
from a similar era, maybe even a little bit earlier, but also tries to go as offensive as possible, but does the satire part of it properly. Very, like, it is very clearly satire and very funny. Go back and watch Strangers with Candy, the Amy, Amy Sedaris, uh, uh, Stephen Colbert, Paul Dinello show. It is wildly offensive, but it is making fun of, like, 80s, 90s, after-school specials, and every episode is, like, the the butt of the joke is wow these are terrible people it's not a joke the joke does not fall on the things that they're making fun of it doesn't oh, yeah like, Amy it falls, Sedaris Amy Sedaris is the villain of her own show in each one she's incredible she's incredible in it and yeah and watch it, anything Amy Sedaris is in true yeah yeah watch theater camp as go well. to her home watch she's it, it through a window. Minutes. Yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. She'll let you. She She'll lives in New you. York. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Honestly, her address what? is <laughs> her 58. In- <laughs> her Instagram, honestly, is very funny. It is and funny. Weird. Oh, I follow her on Instagram. She actually she shared a story of mine because I was like rewatching Strangers with Candy. God, this is so good. And then she shared it. I was like, Amy Sedaris, woman of the people. Uh, oh, I yeah. really appreciate it. So, yeah. Watch, At home with Amy that. Sedaris. Also, watch that. Uh, At home with Amy Sedaris, yeah. Okay. Also watch Winning Time because it's a great show, and for whatever reason, David Zaslav doesn't want to promote or continue a great show. So which one's Winning Time? That's the one about the Lakers. Oh, uh, it's already sport- canceled. It is canceled. Yeah, but watch it because it's great and is make it? them regret it. I love it, and I am not a sports fan. It is a phenomenal show. Okay, that might- just a great story, and the the actor the acting in it is great. It's so funny. Uh, I like Larry Friday Bird is just a, a white light. trash like Indiana hick, and it's so good. Um, the guy who plays Kareem and Magic Daniel, Johnson. You got a friend. show? Yeah, All right, I'll I, show I also up. have a sports show. Okay, Nickelodeon Guts. Yeah, Guts. Tell them what they're gonna win. Mo, the Agro Crag. <laughs> I would actually replace the lead character with the aggro crag. I think that <laughs> would. Or Olmec from Legends I, of the Hidden Temple. I guess yeah. in many ways, my, uh, Michael Rappaport is an aggro crag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he would be a lot to climb. He's yeah. very tall. I would like if Olmec was in this show and was just like, you're going to find a joint in your pocket. But first, you must avoid three temple guards. <laughs> then you must assemble the shrine of the silver monkey. Be warned, the temple guards may or may not be gay. <laughs> but they will be in drag. And they will grab your children <laughs> and horrify you. Unless your child tries to seduce the temple guards. That'll be uncomfortable for all of us. Now everyone smoke half a joint and go. All right, guys, check out Survivor. Just that. Show. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, the show uh, I recommend The Shield. Oh, from the same age, a defensive show about a guy who's actively pretty bad. But what The Shield's great. Never saw it, but I have heard it's one of the like top shows ever. Like it's, it's up there with The Wire for that era of television. I will say it's it, yeah, it's it's what kind of brought it. Without that, you don't get Breaking Bad. It's yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. what brought it to being on not just like cable or yeah. not like you uh, you know subscription cable. Yeah. Uh, also, he do, uh, what was the other thing about it? I totally lost my train of thought. It doesn't matter. I can edit all of this out. Yeah. Don't leave we it can... in. <laughs> Typical war at home editing yeah. strategy. Hey, why edit something out when you can just double down? On it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's about an unlikable lead in the same time period. And oh, no, it has the best end. It has one of the best endings for a show because you yeah. go through seven seasons of a show where you're like, how are they going to land this plane? And they do. They land it perfectly. Do you know what I think the best ending of a show is? 
when a priest shows up and was like, hey, your son was hitting on me. <laughs> That's how it's shield and the shield ends. <laughs> it's the same priest, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're in this. They share the war at home and the shield share the same universe. What if yeah. the war at home just ends with the priest shaking a snow globe? Yeah. Yeah. Was, isn't there a theory where like that kid, like every sitcom is like connected? Like every show, which like means the, the which Tommy means something theory. Westfall. Yeah. Which means yeah. that that kid imagined that kid flirting with a priest. Yes, he did. He I'm imagined sure, all well, of Well, we this. have to find the connection. And I, I don't know enough about uh, yeah. St. Elsewhere and the, the series that it crossed over with, but... I'm oh sure my God. How funny would it be if someone knocked on the door right now and we're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the podcast ends, too? Uh, <laughs> uh, 